Hello, I'm Connie Rotella, and welcome to our Triple Thread Podcast. I'm super excited to begin this journey with all of you. Are you ready to put your best foot forward and show up with confidence? This tool is here to help you evolve into the artist you are meant to be. Just always remember to believe, become, and be ready. Add a new skill set or refine what you already know. So here we go. Today, our special guest on Industry Talk is the one and only Jessica Greenberg from Greenberg Casting. I finally have a casting director on Industry Talk, and she's going to answer our questions today. Jessica, thank you for taking a minute out of your day to speak with me. Thank you so much for having me. So how did this all get started, Jessica? How did you open your casting house? It pretty much started, I would say, about 10 years ago. Um, I started in production. I worked as a PA um, and then later went on to production coordinator. And in one of my production coordinating jobs, there was, you know, the producers are like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, there was some casting. I know you wanted to get into that. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, amazing. So I was doing all the coordinating for the doc side of the shoot and then all the casting for the reenactments um and it was a massive job it was they didn't know what it entailed I was teaching myself as I went it was like very guerrilla style casting going to churches malls it was non-union it was the craziest experience but also like an amazing learning experience I did really enjoy it even though it was very challenging um but I loved it. And uh, the following season, when the show got renewed, they realized, okay, like these are two separate jobs. (laughs) So I stuck on the casting side and they got another production coordinator. And uh, I was with that company for about like six, seven years and doing all their casting in-house. I've done like lifestyle magazine style shows, uh, you know, hiring experts and different voices um, narrators, hosts, all sorts of things. Um, and I did a lot of docudramas, like a lot of reenactment series. So I got to know the talent in Montreal really, really quickly and really well. Um, which was amazing. I built amazing relationships with agents across the city. And then there was a year where, um, the renewals, what, like it wasn't going to happen that year. So I had a bit of like a, time off you could say and that's when I decided to get my name out independently so that I could work with other companies um, while maintaining a good relationship with that uh, production company that I was with for many years and that's what I did I sort of just like created my logo put it out there had a Facebook page and like just went out there (laughs) and that's sort of how it started it's amazing. Really? Congratulations. How many years has it been that Greenberg Casting is open? I think four. Oh, so it's, you're still baby. What? You're still new at all this. Like yeah. not in your experience, but just that. And I, yeah. I, I was on a, a clubhouse uh, with Susanna Lanier where I spoke to you for the first time because it's the first time I actually meet you. Um, we're on Zoom right now, so I could see her. <laughs> she's <laughs> lovely. She's young. She's full of energy and passion. And I remember through clubhouse, I was just hearing your voice and I'm like, oh, 
I love her passion. I love her energy. And everybody speaks very highly of you. Everybody loves Jessica Greenberg when you, you know, we, we hear of you. So um, thank you for doing all that hard work that you were speaking about the production and casting for all the years of learning you had to do before, you know, making what you're doing happen. Because this is what people don't understand. How hard is it to cast on a project? Like, speak to us about the whole casting because a lot of them are mad. Why didn't I get it? Why didn't I get seen? Why am I not referred? You know, all these questions that actors always seem to have. And, you know, I want to ease their pain and suffering being alone at home and their constant complaining. And I'm sorry, we're talking the, the, the real talk right now. We have to be honest, because if we can help you understand better, then you can help yourself get better at doing what casting wants to see of you. I mean, I love and hate this question at the same time, because there's no like magic answer that will please everyone. I've worked on projects where I was so collaborative with the directors and like really got to speak to them and understand what they were looking for and like really got you know, a good taste of their style, what they wanted. And it was just very collaborative. So, um, you know, and then I've worked on projects where it was, you know, at arm's length, it was, here's the suggestions. And I just wait to hear their notes. You know, they don't even sometimes don't want even my notes or, you know, and then other directors are like, oh my God, I love your notes. We're on the same page. Like, this is amazing. Like, you know, other casting directors may not do that. So, you know, every project is so different and it really starts with the, the director in a, in a lot of ways. What are they looking for? Um, what is their vision? And, and how closely do they want to work with us? <laughs> so it, it is really, really different. Uh, you know, our job as casting directors is really just putting the best people forward. Um, that we believe, you know, so some, and, and sometimes people want to see volume, they want to see all the options, you know, and then really, it's like, it's in their hands. And sometimes they want us to, you know, filter those options. So, um, okay, that's great. I, I'm going to stop you right here. But when you say sure. filtered, because the volume thing, everybody gets called in, like everybody sends in their self tapes, and voila you get everything and then yeah. when you start filtering this is where it becomes important for the artist to understand how do you want their audition self-tape to look how how important is it for them for the quality of their their self-tape audition for the sound for the investment and commitment they do because I you know we come from a training background where we do the scene breakdown, we work on the scene. It's not just saying lines, right? So how much of that do you see the work and the invested actor that is sending in their self-tapes? Yeah, I mean, a self-tape is, is, a, is a first impression to a new director that has never seen you before. iPhones are amazing quality. <laughs> you know, you don't need a full uh, camera set up, you know, but you want to be seen properly. You want to be heard clearly. Um, so there's obviously like little tips and just things to make sure of. Um, and for the actor's investment in the character, like when you see the actors, are they working towards booking that job? Like, what do you see on your end? Well, now I find like since the pandemic, everything is all on Zoom. So there is that disconnect. I really loved uh, 
having that time with actors in person. Um, they were able to ask questions, you know, if it was just us before they saw the director, it was a, it was a chat, you know, so maybe that has to come back in zoom auditions. I don't know, but it, you know, they had questions about intention or where they are, like, where is this in the story, you know? And I think, um, everything is left to their interpretation now, which is challenging. Everyone just is unique to themselves. So like what they put out is just as important if, you know, if they're prepared, if they understand the lines, the words and things like that. Yeah, I get it. The, the reason I'm asking is because, you know, some Toronto projects are coming to film here. And mm -hmm. we know, we keep saying that Toronto is at another level. We keep saying New York and Los Angeles. Obviously, a lot of Montreal actors leave Montreal because there's nothing much here and they want to pursue a, a bigger career. So when we speak to them and, you know, we have a lot of friends outside of Montreal, they are so nitpicky about the sound and they have like everything has to be perfect because the competition is so much higher. So that's why I was asking these questions in order for us to raise the bar here in Montreal for the Montreal talent to be respected and seen at the level that we want that, that we see in New York, Toronto, New Los Angeles, Vancouver. What can we do to raise our bar here in Montreal? Because if they keep hiring outside, what's the point of doing what we do? Right. Well, I think it's sort of twofold. You know, like I was talking about, it is your first impression. So you want to make a good impression. Us as casting, I've worked with like a lot of the actors in the city. So I know I could say, and eh, like this wasn't their best take, but like I know they could do it. You know, like that's part of our championing for our talent that we know here. Um, but, but like I said, like the directors that are seeing these for the first time, they don't know everything else. These, actors did so you really do have to put your best foot forward always mm -hmm. um and just to make sure that like you're sending in a tape that you've re-watched yourself <laughs> so you yes. know what they're seeing you know you know that you're properly lit and by lit meaning you don't need a whole lighting setup but you know I think there there's tons of YouTube videos I even have some stories about um like how to light yourself if you know stand in front of a window or there's tons of tricks that you could pick up, you know, so I don't think Zoom auditions are going to really stop anytime soon. So, you know, if you're a working actor, like figure out your setup if you haven't already, um, because that's important. And then the other thing I want to add about Toronto and other places is like, yes, now that things are done on Zoom, you know, it's, <laughs> there's, there's so many more options that it's, not a big deal to call in people from Toronto, Vancouver to see them, you know, for a Montreal project, if there's budget to bring them in or not, you know, but Montreal is so tiny. Like our pool of actors here is tiny compared to Toronto. So we have amazing talent here. We just don't have a lot. And Toronto has amazing talent. They just have more, you know, but they also have shitty talent you know like everywhere <laughs> it's it's the ratio it's we are it's so much smaller here and but there is amazing talent here so maybe we could step up the bar like I do believe that but I also think that there's good and bad talent elsewhere but there's just more mm -hmm. so there's like you know what I mean
Yeah, I know what you mean. That's that makes sense. It does make sense. Um, and, and I'm always in an artist's head and because I hear them talk, um, because they compare. That's why for me, yeah. well, if you want to be at that level, and we heard Jessica say you don't have to invest, but let's say someone like me, I'm an artist, I'm a dancer. Of course, I'm going to invest in a proper shoe or any shoe that I have to dance in, like tap shoes or any yeah. point shoes. So for me, I come from a mentality where I am going to invest for proper lighting, for proper sound, for proper equipment. That's what I do in my head because this is how I was trained as a dancer. So it makes sense for me. It doesn't mean it has to be for anybody else. That's why raising my own bar is something that's important to me. So if we all collectively want to raise Montreal's bar, then we'll all have to come in and say, hey, let's do this as a community. Because that's something I notice. Yeah, I run a triple threat studio. So I work with dancers, actors, and singers. I work on the French side, the English side. I work a lot with agents. So I want to make sure our information go, get, gets out there. And I feel like actors, differently than dancers, we want to reunite and dance together. We always want to get together. Actors, I'm like, there's a lot of actors that come in studio and are in my Zoom classes. But I'm like, where are they? How do they rehearse? How do they practice? Like us dancers, we we need to warm up. And we do it together because we need to connect. And, sure. and actors, I'm like, where are they? They're alone. <laughs> who, who, you know, like, I mean, as long as, like, we know the names because we see them constantly and we know that they're working because they're on set and they're always warmed up. We call that warmed up. Mm -hmm. But the actors here, I'm like, with such a small community, you said, and I still, I always ask the question to actors, but where are you guys? What are you doing? So it, they think there's nothing happening and they're waiting for a call. They're waiting for an email. They're waiting for an audition. I see the ones that are working because we're all collaborating, but we're mm -hmm. the other ones. So I don't, what would you suggest for them to stay warmed up and stay on top of their game and connect? It's probably like just drive, right? If they, they have to want to do it and they have to surround themselves with it's, it's so hard, you know, it's like what we ask of, actors is not easy but that's when it just becomes like are you passionate about this or did you sort of have like a dream where you think it's gonna uh just you're gonna get lucky you know what I mean like you have to set your intention of yes I want to do this <laughs> it is you nailed it you nailed it okay <laughs> I hope you all heard that Seriously, just connect and come together. How bad do you really want it? But for us dancers, it's also challenging to do what we do in all those tricks. But if we're not in studio, who else is going to kick their legs and do these pirouettes and jumps? Like, I mean, I can do it from home. I need to get in studio and challenge myself with other dancers that are at the same level. That's why there's different levels in dance. So in acting, they could maybe keep acting with themselves and challenge themselves and see, did they understand the script? Were they quick enough to, you know, uh, be on set and, and be filmed? You know, do they get the audition rates? I see all sides. Like I'm very empathetic in that, like in a way it's like a vicious cycle in that there isn't enough work necessarily for a talent in Montreal to just do, to survive on acting. So I know that everyone has other jobs, not everyone, but a lot of people, you know, so it is hard to make the time to do those things, you know, um, and maybe in Toronto that there is a lot more work that people are able to just focus on that because they get booked more and, and they're working more. So that's what their whole focus is. So just, you have to schedule it and make it a priority and, and figure out ways that you do like to train, you know, and work on your, 
on your skills and um, craft, on your craft, on if, your craft. Exactly. If you're passionate about something like you can't ask a singer to stop singing at home because, oh, sorry, you're not getting paid to sing at home. So you better stop singing or yeah. you're not going to ask a dancer. I dance in my kitchen all the time. Why am I going to stop dancing? Because I'm not getting hired as a dancer right now. So this is a reasoning that happens in my head when I speak to actors. I'm like, I don't get it. Why do you want to stop acting if this is something you love to do? Just act, grab a monologue and just act it out to your kids or to your friends and go somewhere and just perform. Like for us, yeah. anytime we have a stage, just perform. And this is where you see, you hear the passion, obviously. I'm, I'm coming from a place where no one could stop me doing from what I do and when I when we all meet up at the studio everybody that comes in the studio they feel that same energy we're like oh we're ready let's do this you know but we're just yeah. having fun we're not putting a show on we're just really having fun so if anybody would want to come and film us right away we're just literally always in action um, which is amazing because you're not putting like your talent it's not greater or less if you're booking or not like you're still the same you you know um, and it doesn't matter. Like you're not a bad actor if you're not being cast, you know? Right. I had mentioned to an actor two weeks ago going, my son auditioned four times for this project in Toronto. Yeah. Because he's represented here and all his friends, because we have friends of his age represented by a Toronto agent, they get the part, but he lives here in Montreal. And my question was to, to some of them going, should we have an agent in Toronto to represent the Montreal talent? Because we, they only get the leftovers. I, I'm speaking the truth here. They'll get the one-liner when the other ones in Toronto, same talent. It's because they're coming from Toronto. They get the bigger roles. Do, do you think getting an agent outside of Montreal will help the Montreal talent when it's projects coming from elsewhere? It could. I mean, some agents do both and they do both really well. And I think it comes down to their relationships potentially with the casting uh, in Toronto or elsewhere. And there's some Montreal agents that just want to stick here. They know, you know, the people doing voice work, they know the casting in Montreal and that's what they want to stay. So there, there are agents that yes, if, you know, if you are open to, it depends what you want to do. Like, are you open to working as a local? Are you, you know, and driving down to Toronto yourself on your own dime or you have a friend to stay with? Like, it really also goes back to like what you're willing to do and willing to sacrifice and um, all those things. Cause then it comes down to budget also for the production. Right. So for sure. For sure, for um, sure. So I want to make Montreal great. And I know you want to make Montreal great. Yes. What else can we do? What else can we offer our Montreal actors, artists, anybody here in Montreal that doesn't want to leave Montreal? Like they're here. They want to stay here and work here. What can we do to help? Treat every audition as if it's like your first one and with the same excitement and passion um, you know, I think people get discouraged really fast. It's like, Oh, another self tape. Oh my God. You know? And I just think then you're not going to give it as much potentially, um, you know, and, and one thing I guess I could see a difference in with, let's say Toronto that we've brought it up a few times is the, like, they will get their tapes in like before the deadline, <laughs> And, and honestly, it will go to the production all at the same time, but it's just like, Toronto will get it in 
you know, before sometimes Montreal talent will ask for extensions, they'll ask for, right. you know, um, or they'll, they'll really send it in at the, at the deadline. <laughs> like, right. Um, not so- that, and like, personally for me, like everything will be sent off in a batch. Like I won't scatter, send things to the director, but yeah, it just seems like they're like, just taking more time. In. Yes. Yeah. In Montreal, going- more time. Yeah. And why do you think? I'm not, that's why I don't know. Like, and I guess just going back to like the investment of self tapes or whatever, I agree with you that at this point, 2022, having been through a pandemic, self tapes are, and Zoom auditions will be like, I, like I said, I don't see it going away. And so yes, at home, you should have a great setup. If you have an iPhone, get yourself a tripod that holds a phone, you know, and figure out the best window, the quietest room in your house, whatever it may be in that way. Yes. Invest there. Yes. Make sure that you understand how zoom auditions work and make sure that you have a great setup at home that, you know, you could quickly do your self tape right. when asked. Okay, so so let's let's help the artist now. They have to send it in on time. Please make sure to send it in on time. Sure. And I'm going to speak to an actor, right? I'm going into an actor's head. But I got 10 pages in 24 hours. And then I have another audition and I have to go to work and I have kids. Okay, so this is what's happening in their inner dialogue. Yeah. So, so what's the response to that? How, versus I was in L.A., I saw my friends in LA receive these 12 pages and it's every day. Yeah. And they get it. And for them, it's like, and I get it. You're going to say, well, they have auditions all the time and they're seen by many casting directors. So they know that they have a chance with different people in Mm -hmm. here in Montreal. We don't have a lot of casting directors or you're, you're few. So it's the same Mm -hmm. people auditioning for the same, you know, casting director now what would you say on I received this I only have 24 hours and that's not fair 24 hours that's true it isn't fair there are rules with ACTRA now that I believe that just came out with the new um, agreement that I believe you have to give 48 hours for a self-tape and that does not include weekends you know a tape Friday and expect it Monday thinking, Oh, well they have a Saturday and Sunday. Like that isn't fair. And I believe they also put a limit on maximum two scenes or uh, three or four pages. I don't, you know, so there are now rules protecting the actor um, for that reason. Exactly. Like self tapes, I'm sure we're getting out of hand, you know, we're not scheduling people in person. So it's like we could sit and watch self tapes, all day it's not like we could see people between like 9 and 6 p.m and that's our audition day and let's try and see as many people like you know we could see and call in a lot more people now so do you you watch every single self-tape that comes in yeah okay you do so then so at a certain point too like we say to production sometimes like you know we have to watch this like this is going to be like seven minutes you know for one actor so sometimes it's better for everyone that it's it's shorter you know and and if there's something that you like we'll call them for a callback and give them different material you know um so it it is better for casting because we're sitting and watching everything and uh you know if it's 12 pages of dialogue we're not going to be able to watch a lot of people in one day so 
Um, so it's going to take time and you let them know that it's going to take time for us to go through all of them. So yes, casting watches all of your self-tape auditions because that sometimes is a question. Do they actually see all of us, you know? Yeah, I mean, of course I can only answer for myself, I but I, I know everyone works so hard and, um, and uh, I, I'm sure they watch everyone. Yeah, sure. Okay, so that rule of more than 24 hours, it gives the actor more time to prepare to actually send out something that best represents them. And that is respecting the actor, which, you know, it's important because they want to be respected and valued for their time and work and the preparation mm -hmm. it takes before they put themselves in self-tape. So I, I, I want to give it out to the actors. It's not easy what you guys are going through. It's so hard. It's so new, but more and more, I, I don't think this is going to leave this whole Zoom audition and self-tape auditions. And plus the fact that no. you guys could get seen outside and you never know, there's just so much more opportunities. When we think there's less opportunities, I see it like there's much more opportunities. For sure. Okay. For sure. Because then at first you were, if you wanted to submit yourself for a role in Toronto, either you had to be there in person to audition or you sent in a self-tape, but then you were up against people that were seeing being seen live in person now everyone is a you know level playing field that everyone's tape is being seen you know and only callbacks potentially are in person or on zoom where you have a bit of a chat so like playing field is leveled now that everyone's first impression is really through a self-tape yeah so get better at doing self-tape auditions that's literally going to help you <laughs> and I look at it like this is your on camera right there even if we're on zoom we're still on camera so get better at looking at yourself at, at knowing how to present yourself get comfortable I think that's the word that I'm looking for get comfortable and enjoy the process I know it's not fun it's not like the good old days it's not that at all but this is mm -hmm. a new way and if I'm not mistaken, like I've been casting a lot of performers on TV, stage, everywhere. It literally happens. They call me because they know I know the talent here in Montreal. Mm -hmm. I send them three, four choices right away. Or I send out emails to everybody. Send me your picture CV um, demo right away. But in 30 minutes, boom, it's done. They already yeah. cast the person because everything is happening so fast. So I keep saying to everybody, just be ready, just have an email ready. So you just have to click and send and not feel frustrated that you weren't ready for the opportunity. So this is how I train my artists, be ready mm -hmm. for any opportunity that shows up. And yeah. actors should maybe, hey, come take a dance class. You guys are going to go fast in the way we, <laughs> we process really fast. We learn choreography really fast. It's like, we're not learning True. words, but it's choreography. Our body is in movement. We have no choice to be always uncomfortable and uncomfortable at the same time because there's things that we don't know how to do that we have to work at to master to then become comfortable. Oh my God, it's a process. Yeah. And to pretend like you do know what you're doing and looking great at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and looking great at the same time. Trust right. me, we go through all that. We have to look fit. We have to you know, have a smile on her face. We have to perform. So it's the same thing. I think the actor's mind, it's an actor's gym. Just get physically and mentally ready for your opportunity by not maybe, um, I don't want to use the word complaining in such a bad way. It's more complaining, meaning that's the fire you need to get yourself in shape, ready to send that email in shape mm -hmm. saying, I'm going to wake up and feel good and read those lines and, you know, 
give that performance that you weren't going to be so proud of. And it's going to be on you because you did that work instead of projecting everything that doesn't work outside of you. Does that make sense? For sure. Of course. Yeah. And, you know, even, even if you're not going to record the scene right away, but maybe open it, you know, open the sides right away, see the breakdown, get a sense of what the role is. And, you know, it's, it's okay to turn down a self tape request also. Like if you're just not feeling it, you know what I mean? Like if you feel like you are not connecting to it or like, it's not you, then that's okay. Obviously like you don't want to do it (laughs) every role because I think, you know, your agent will start to question you, but that's good to know know, to say no to something and it's not going to look bad on the actor. No, like I, I get it. You know, it depends. Like people say no to nudity. They say no to certain things if they're portraying, you know, who knows, like whatever it is, or if they're not comfortable with the content or if they're feeling they're not really connecting with the character, like, I think it's okay. You're better off saying no to something you're not comfortable with. And then like maybe down the line, like not wanting to do it or, you know, whatever it is, putting out something that's not amazing just to say like, well, yeah, I self tape for that. You know, like totally makes sense. It's a choice. You have the choice. You could say no if if you're not feeling it, you know? That makes sense, Jessica. And also don't ask too much for extensions, right? Yeah, I would exactly like, I mean, unless, you know, sometimes there are things, particular cases that have to be a quick turnaround, you know. Let's say we saw something, someone for one role. And the director is like, oh, I want them to read for another role. Like maybe like that, something like that might be a bit of like a faster turnaround than, you know, a breakdown going out and then getting that 48 hours to submit. Um, But I would say, yeah, of course, if you could do it before like the deadline, like why not? You know, like. (laughs) Okay. And this is a dance teacher in me. Please do it before. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Last ends. Please just do it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, okay, so if we have to finish our interview, what would be your words uh, that you want to share with actors? The one thing that I want to relay is that like we are, we as in casting are on your team. And I've said this before, like, if you do well, it makes our job easier. And not that you're living to make our job easier, but it just it helps everyone. And I think it will raise the bar for Montreal. Like you keep saying, you know, like if everyone does their best and we're putting the best forward, it will, it'll be good for everybody. Cause you, you want to, you want them to win. You want them to get the role. You you're cheering. Yeah. Like my heart is in Montreal too. So when I see, you know, roles going out to Toronto or other places, like I get crushed too you know, and, and sometimes it's just the business side of things or it's the director and it, it has literally nothing to do with the talent. It's, you know, at the end of the day, it's sales, right? They're trying to sell this project to make money. <laughs> like it's a business <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, and it's, it is hard because we are creative. It must be hard for you because you know, the actors, you know, the talent, and then it's like your heart you know, you want, you, I'm sure want to give it to everybody, but at the same time, it's like, we have to stay true to what the project, you know, what we have to do and what we have to send in. Right. Yeah. No, but sometimes I like, I, you know, I'll see notes or whatever. I'll be like, 
I'll be like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, like, I'll be like, I don't understand. So, like, okay, so Jessica is- also doesn't understand sometimes. So, actors. <laughs> Yeah. Casting directors are also humans that are trying their best at doing their job. So it's like we that's why sometimes like the open conversation, the actors want want to know what did I do wrong or what why was I nice seen for this or how can I get booked? I'm just, you know, naming you some questions they have. And casting doesn't have time to respond to all that. I wish it was like the in-between person that could, you know, those notes that you saw could go back to that person going, this is what they thought. You know, like that secretary that can go between the casting and, and, and the artist. But I know we don't have that. But I'm just saying something to ease the actor's mind. Yeah. At the same time, not to break everybody's heart. You could always show self-tapes to your agent or friends and try and get feedback. You know, if, if is there anything you could do to improve? Is there something about the craft or, you know, choices you made? But like a lot of the times at the end of the day, it's not about like, I mean, how, how do you even decipher who's better? Like what, you yeah, know? It's art. It's so it's, hard. It's so subjective and um you know, so that's why it really is about the role. And sometimes it's beyond just the role. It could be a, a business decision. And, and yeah, that's so it's out of it, your control. It's out of everybody's totally. control. So it brings me back to what I was saying about us having fun in studio. If you're always having fun, it doesn't matter if you book. I'm sorry, guys. I know maybe you're not going to like this answer, <laughs> but I just want to be honest because it, it hurts my heart when I see artists emotionally not well because of this business they chose to do let Mm -hmm. me remind you we Mm -hmm. choose what we want to do so why are we putting ourselves in this kind of misery when we're supposed to love what we choose to do so in my head it's always like bringing an artist and I say artist because for me it 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 could be a dancer an actor a singer but it's to change that mindset and because we weren't taught here in Montreal to do that business side so well we have no choice to is it okay for me to say raise the bar at a casting director? I don't even know if this is like proper terms that I can use in acting, but do you feel like that is something we can do collectively, like work on an actor's mindset, uh, work on their training, making them feel ready, making them feel prepared. I don't know, like all these things that we can do to help Mm -hmm. an actor not stay in their head and communicate their feelings, you know, with other people that are going through the same thing. Yeah, I think, of course, I think there's maybe like a lack of urgency potentially. And what I'm, I guess what, it, and I touched upon this earlier, like I'm still deciphering whether it's that like everyone is busy with like other things that they're, because they can't focus on acting full time. So if it's that, that like their, you know, their other jobs or whatever take priority, which I, I could, I understand Um, or if it's just that there's lack of urgency because they feel there isn't competition. And so, you know, they're, um, right. You see this, Jessica, I don't, I don't know. No, I understand. And that that's you being super nice. And I am super nice too, but in dance that, Mm -hmm. that is called excuses when someone doesn't show up in class. It's Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and because we want to help our friends, we always try to motivate them going, oh, no, you can do that after dance class or you can, you know, like mm-hmm. 
You, you see mm -hmm. how we speak to each other? And this is what I would like for actors. And, and it's not even in a mean way. It's basically, yeah. I think you're amazing. Please don't miss this. You're going to, you know, it's it's more of an encouraging motivation. And then mm -hmm. you feel that that urgency for us. It's like, oh, I, of course I have to show up. They want me there, you know? We call that excuse. And I even hit myself. I, I know when I'm doing it, oh, I can't be there because I do it to myself because I'm like, and then I stop, Connie. You know, you can take an hour of your time to do that ballet class that you really don't feel like doing because you have to do blah, 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 blah. <laughs> for sure. It is about scheduling the hour for yourself to, to do that self-tape, you know, and make yeah. it a priority. And uh, thank you so much, Jessica. I don't think, thank you. I, I mean, it's, it was wonderful speaking to you for the first time and seeing you live. This feels yeah. like a zoom audition right here. <laughs> <laughs> So totally. I want to thank you for your time and I will be seeing you in real life one day soon. I hope so. <laughs> thank you so much.